0: What's wrong with you people? I'm serious.
1: This is Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. This podcast is sponsored in part by our friends at the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Visit swibbets.edu to find out more about what God is doing on Seminary Hill. How's it going, Kyle?
2: Man, it is fantastic. Life is wonderful.
1: It is wonderful. Hey, did you finish the uh, fire alarm testing?
2: <laughs> it got pushed back to next
1: week. Oh, nice. I hope you're having to study for your sermon when that thing starts the, going the, up. That's oh what I'm hopeful for. Uh, but uh, I got a question for you. Uh, the yep. first is, is what do why do you go to the SBC annual meeting for the swag? Isn't yeah. that why everyone goes? Uh, I, I think, yeah, this this swag usually pretty good. I come home with amazing sets of pens and cups. And uh, my wife is like, really? Really, (laughs) but the reason I go is because I'm holier than you, and I look forward to the IMB sending celebrations. Oh
2: yes, 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 that's why it's fantastic, and the swag. (laughs) In this
1: place. <laughs> so and uh, and so we have invited Dr. Paul Chitwood onto the show today. Uh, Dr. Chitwood is the president of the International Mission Board. Uh, a lot of times, sometimes we forget about the people that are tuning in when we say something like NAM or IMB or ERLC. They may not know exactly what that is, but the IMB is the uh, national or not the national, <laughs> the worldwide uh, missions board for. Uh, uh, the SBC, the Southern Baptist Convention. And so we have invited Dr. Chitwood onto the show to just kind of share what God is doing in his life and the life of our missionaries and what he's doing through the
0: IMB. And so Dr. Chitwood, thank you for joining us. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you, Kyle and Matt, for having me on today. And we got something in common, Matt, because I too go to the SBC annual meeting uh, for the Missionary Sending Celebration Service. Yeah, because you're paid to. Fantastic. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> so, so
1: somebody asked me like, "Why? Why are you here today?" I was like, "I'm paid. <laughs> I have to be here." No, but uh, it, it is such a wonderful time. Uh, it's. It also is. It, it's convicting and it brings kind of a. Uh, a a note of clarity especially when we have those that maybe you can't share their names or even their faces where where they're going where they are they're not really welcome and at times not even safe and uh, and so it just reminds us of that global call uh, to share the gospel sometimes comes with a price and uh, and so we're always grateful for that and uh, something i always look forward to and uh, so we will look forward to that in june now at the music city center (laughs) and so uh so yes we will see you there and we will be cheering on from uh usually right in front of one of the mics because we like to blind people by our bald heads uh (laughs) over that but uh dr Chitwood, the first question that we have is uh just pretend nobody even knows who you are so tell us about your your family who you are maybe where you're from and your
0: family yeah hey i appreciate that uh i i grew up was raised by a single dad for many years and little uh, washed up mining town along the Tennessee Kentucky line of uh, Jellicoe. There's actually a the Kentucky side of town, and Tennessee side of town, a little town of about 2000. Uh, a couple of deacons out knocking on doors one night made it up to a little rental house where dad was raising three little boys on his own and knocked on the door, invited us to church. And uh, and it was First Baptist Church Jellicoe, which uh, usually ran about 60, 75. Uh, in attendance uh, but we found the church family there welcomed us in and and, um, uh, shared the gospel with us and really helped our family to heal and and help raise us. I was called to ministry in that church and uh, ordained a licensed ministry in that church, uh, baptized in that church, married in that church and my bride uh, who I married in 1993 uh, was my middle school sweetheart. Uh, so we started courting at the uh, age of uh, about 13 uh, there at Jellicoe uh, Elementary School. Elementary school there was K to eight. So we, we were actually middle schoolers. We, we didn't marry at 13, however. <laughs> Both of our grandmothers married at 14. Uh, but but we waited a little while. Michelle and I had been married actually when uh, she was finishing up college, and I was finishing my first year of seminary. seminary. Uh, we have been blessed with four children. Uh, we have a son, Daniel. Uh, who is um, 24, uh, soon be 25. Uh, He works in South Florida, Okeechobee area on a private hunting ranch. He and his wife, Derica, uh, live down there. We have a daughter, Anna, uh, who is 22, soon be 23. She's in Louisville, Kentucky, where uh, she was raised as we lived in that area for many years. And she is a nurse on the COVID unit in her first year of nursing. Uh, have graduated last May. Uh, then we have uh, two younger daughters, uh, both adopted. Our daughter Kai is 14, freshman high school. Uh, and then uh, we have a little one Lily uh, who just turned nine. So my deal with Lily uh, since I'm 51 uh, is this: uh, on uh, your way to college, drop me off at the nursing home. <laughs> yeah. L- L- Lily's a blessing we were foster parents and I uh, didn't plan to a- a- adopt again or have any more kids obviously at our age but uh, as it turned out uh, Lily needed a family and we needed Lily so yeah. uh, we're-, we're blessed to have Lily in. and there's our four. Yeah. That's well, fantastic. before Kyle asks
1: uh, the ne- next question, I just in looking at you, everybody is going to be listening to this. We won't have to see all of our faces, but in looking at you, I have a question because I've noticed something at Southwestern, my seminary, it seems like the uniform is that kind of Navy blue suit. Like they all have them. <laughs> all the pictures I see, they're usually wearing Navy blue suits. And so I just joked, like when I get ready to preach and I only have one suit and it happens to be a Navy blue suit. So I always call oh. it my Swibbit uniform. But as I I look at you. I'm just wondering, is does the SBC have some kind of a bylaw or a rule in the Constitution somewhere where our missions agency presidents have to wear sweater ver-
0: vests? Is that just kind of a thing? Uh, you, you know, it, uh, Kevin Azale is more of the sweater vest guy. I'm, I, I'm a casual vest guy. So this one zips all the way. Oh, down. oh wow. there you go. There you go. Yeah. The sweater vest. I mean, this, yeah. this is a casual vest. High quality. Thing. And just uh, you know the, the the mission board, we're a little more casual in, in our work, and uh, but yeah, this kind of standard operating uniform.
2: <laughs> Perfect. That's fantastic. Well, uh,
0: Dr. Chitwood, tell us just a
2: little bit about how you uh, arrived at the IMB, how, how you how you wound up in that chair.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's an interesting story. I'll try to keep it uh, brief, uh, but uh, I was sitting at my desk, uh, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Somerset, Kentucky, uh, in, uh, early of 2002 and received a call, uh, from a pastor of a church in Lexington, Kentucky. And, uh, he said, Hey, I'm serving on the SBC committee on nominations and we need a new trustee from Kentucky to serve on the International Mission Board. Would you be willing to do that? I said, do what? <laughs> what does that mean? What do I need to do if I do that? And uh, he said, well, let me look at my sheet here. It looks like uh, there's six meetings a year, but you probably only have to attend three or four of them. And and uh, uh, and that's about it. And I said, well, OK, doesn't sound too bad. Uh, well, if anything was ever undersold, it was undersold. Uh, it was six meetings a year at the time. You were expected to attend all six, and there were committee meetings in between the meetings. So uh, I did go on to serve for two terms, eight years, chaired the board for two years. The Lord changed my life uh, in a dramatic way. And going back to these missionary sending celebrations, so every time we met six times a year, we would have a missionary uh, sending uh, event and sitting through those and hearing those testimonies. And, and, and as you said, Matt, when uh, when those people, we came to see their faces, but I was able to see their faces as a board member. And, and uh, the Lord really began to wrestle uh, with with me and and Michelle. And, and we began to wrestle with, uh, are we called to go? Uh, you know, the, these people are going to places where there's no church among millions. And I'm going back home to preach in my church. And there's 50 other in, uh, churches in our Association just of our brand, you know, Baptist churches in our little county in Kentucky, and and so we, were, we began to wrestle through that, and ultimately we, we we discerned that God was calling us not to be missionaries, but to mobilize for the mission, and so that began to transform how I preached and how I taught in my pulpit. I went on to teach at Southern Seminary while I was a pastor, did that part-time capacity, but it changed how I taught uh, the classes at Southern Seminary. When I came to the Kentucky Baptist Convention, I uh, was served as executive director there for seven and a half years. Uh, it, 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 it affected everything we did as a state convention. What, what does it mean to get the gospel to the ends of the earth? Um, I, I, I never expected to be in this role, Uh, and in fact assumed that this was a role for someone who had been a missionary, who had overseas experience. But the Lord led us this role, and I did discover in the process that less than half of IMB presidents, I'm the 13th in history, less than half of IMB presidents have actually been missionaries overseas. Uh, and, and, And so that comforted me a little bit. I do have, I've surrounded myself with a team of like IMB lifers, uh, people who have deep experience leading around the world. And, and that's incredibly helpful to me and to the organization as as uh, we give leadership to the organization, but feel very so blessed and, and privileged to be in this role uh, uh, to, to get to cheerlead uh, uh, for Southern Baptists what, what God is doing around the world. And, and as I tell our missionaries, ultimately, I'm really only here apart from call of God for one reason, and that is to ensure that I can do all I can uh, for them to be able, to fulfill God's call on their life, do what God has called them to do. So what does that mean? That means we have a strong, stable organization. That means we're out raising the money. Uh, that means we're connecting closely to the churches. That means uh, we're, we're, we're rallying, calling out the called and processing applicants and and making sure that IMB is strong. So the God called missionary called out of the local church and sent by the local church can go share the gospel, fulfilling God's call on his or her life uh, to uh, people and in places where the gospel won't be heard if they aren't there. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and
1: what's so, so neat about that is they can come back you know, on, on a furlough or some of their visits with family and so forth, and get to just really celebrate, uh, with, with churches and, and have those connections. You know, we've, we've got a missions home here. And so occasionally we'll have missionaries that come through. And, uh, in those that are Southern Baptist, of course, they're coming back really to, to unwind and to just be refreshed and to, you know, we'll, we'll kind of leave it up to them. If y'all want to say something, absolutely, it's, it's wide open. Otherwise, if you just want to be fed today, absolutely that, you know, it's your prerogative, whatever's best for you and not have to come back and realize that they may not get to go back if they don't raise X number of of dollars. And uh, so we're certainly grateful for, for that work that you do. And, uh, and that probably leads right into our next question is, is what excites you the most about the IMB? Not, not so much as being the, the president though. That's part of it, but, but what excites you the most about the work that the IMB does?
0: Well, I mean, the timing of this, question is outstanding because just this past week, we've been reviewing all the data that's coming in from the field. We, uh, we publish a report every year, uh, the annual statistical report, where we give uh, the data points and an update on the work around the world for the year that has just passed. Uh, we've accumulated the, the information for 2020 now. I will be sharing that at a board meeting coming up in a couple of weeks, but as has a little preview to that. Uh, yeah, I, Honestly, I was anticipating, like us being down in most of those critical point areas like church planting, how many people heard the gospel, how many people respond to gospel, how many people were baptized, because we're in a global pandemic, right? And, and, and what I know is that during this pandemic, uh, we had at one point over a thousand missionaries who were supposed to be overseas here in the U.S., Uh, And now that's we've got them back out. But just because of countries delaying visas or refusing visas, uh, lots of lots of circumstances related to COVID. We had a ton of our people here. And by the way, Matt, thank you. And, and, And to every Southern Baptist church for hosting missionaries when they're here. That was especially critical when we had so many more of them here than we usually have. And yet churches love them. Uh, you know, Some churches have mission houses, others just like leased a house or rented an apartment, uh, bought a used car, dropped it off to the missionary. They, our missionaries were provided for. They didn't expect to be here. They made no plans in advance. And as you know, they don't own houses here. Most of them, they don't have cars here. Uh, and so it's something they have to plan for when they're going to be home and coming home unexpectedly they like just got dropped off, and 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 yet churches picked them up, loved them, uh, provided for them. But back to your question, I've been blown away by what the Lord has done during the pandemic. There's been an openness to the gospel that uh, I think He's used the pandemic to create. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, And that really is surpassing anything that we've seen in recent years. And the result, the work that's taken place has surpassed anything we've seen in recent years. Uh, In comparison to 2019, uh, in 2019, it was about half a million people heard the gospel through our IMB missionaries and their close Baptist partners on the ground. In the COVID year, over 750,000 people heard the gospel. Wow. Uh, We had uh, right at 13,000 new churches, 12,000, almost 13,000 new churches planted in 2019. In 2020, during global pandemic, there were 18,000 new churches started overseas. Uh, We saw, uh, uh, I think it was like 89,000 people come to faith in uh, 2019, about half of them followed through with believers baptism, we saw 144,000 people come to faith uh, and right at about 90,000 people baptized uh, this this past year during the pandemic. So, again, God is on the move and just seeing, you know, it's not all about numbers. That's this is about the kingdom advancing uh, we've seen people groups engaged that weren't formally engaged. We've seen the first known believers come from several unreached and unengaged people groups this year. Uh, so again, just incredibly exciting to be able to see how God is, is, is moving around the world, how he's using Southern Baptists, a uh, great commission Baptists uh, to get the gospel to the ends of the earth. Uh, you know, Southern Baptists aren't perfect. We know, we know that. And, and yet the fact that God would still use us in, the way he's using us and allow us to be a part of stewarding the revelation seven, nine vision. Uh, And someday we'll be around the throne and we'll not just be there by ourselves. We'll be able to look out and, and, and see, uh, this great multitude from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages of the world who are standing before the throne and before the lamb alongside of us. And many of them will know, uh, That God in some small way used us, whether we prayed for the lost and prayed for missionaries, whether we gave to sent missionaries, whether we went ourselves uh, or uh, uh, whatever way God used us. We got to be a part. And And thank God for that. and, And I think that's what has been such
1: a... Unexpected blessing, I guess, with COVID, obviously, at the front end of the year, a lot of pastors here in the States, uh, I, I don't think your missionaries were uh, as corny as I was. But, uh, you know, I had like the Vision 2020 graphic, all this kind of stuff leading up to the, the start of the year, and then everything turned upside down. And I'm like, what, what are we going to do? And and then through it all, like, yes, there's a lot of loss, There, there are all, all the things that, that we were frustrated by and so forth. But as we've shared on the podcast before, and I think you just really uh, gave an example of the global side of that, is more people, just Easter, for example, with all the churches that were live streaming and, and doing things maybe they weren't doing before, how many more people heard the gospel on this particular Easter Sunday than ever before, and, uh, and we may not ever see the fruit of that. And that's what is kind of neat about the work of the IMB is we'll, we'll get to see some of the numbers, you know, as you just shared. Uh, but in some sense, it's it's a work of faith by the local churches here in the states that are sending through the cooperative program and praying and, and maybe hosting people. But they have really no idea what's actually happening in china or africa unless they get some of those updates and to truly know that god is absolutely at work beyond just our local church but all across the globe even when the entire world tries to shut down the the kingdom still moves on and uh and and so this was for me one of the most difficult years of ministry but it was also the best and uh, hands down was the best and filled with the most blessings kyle
2: so you mentioned, I mean, this uh, this last year was hard uh, across the board for everybody. And so as you, we kind of begin to see daylight at the end of the, the COVID nineteen tunnel, uh, <laughs> Well, not in <laughs> Mexico,
0: but maybe, <laughs> maybe other
2: parts of the country, uh, you know, and, and other parts of the world. Uh, but what would you say is the greatest need for the IMB right now in this season? Yeah,
0: the the greatest need always uh, is for the prayer, support of God's people. Uh, I, I, I share this with all our missionaries who are in training and ready to go out, uh, that you're not the greatest resource in the Great Commission. Uh, that's true of missionary. It's, it's, it's Southern Baptist money to send missionaries is not the greatest resources. resource. I mean, obviously we need missionaries and we need money to support them, right? Uh, but we send missionaries to do what missionaries have no capacity to do. Uh, a missionary has no capacity to save a lost soul, uh, and and it is only the Spirit of God working through that missionary. But the missionary goes, wanting to be used by the Spirit, uh, and we have the opportunity to tap in that greatest resource through our prayers. We have the opportunity to compel the Spirit of God to move, uh, to, to to be in cooperation. As we've been taught to pray, pray for the lost. Uh, and the and, and, and plead of God that he would move among us. And so as you pray for the lost among the nations, as you pray uh, for our missionaries, that's the greatest need that, that we have. Beyond that, uh, obviously, uh, we, 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 we're in a phase with targets for growth in a number of our missionaries uh, who are going out. And so we want to see more applicants coming in uh, to the IMB. And listen, there's lots of different ways to go. You can go for a, uh, a volunteer trip as soon as things open back up. But even now, we're sending journeymen out for two years. You can go for a, as a student missionary for a semester or for a year. Uh, you can go the career path as a retiree. You can go serve uh, two years, three years, what have you, with, with, with the IMB. Lots of different ways to go. And and so you know, I'd like to encourage pastors. Call out the called as as the Lord is uh, as uh, using you as you're preaching and teaching the Word and preaching and teaching on the Great Commission. Uh, The Lord calls cross-cultural missionaries to take the gospel the ends of the earth, Uh, and I I know what it meant to me in answering my own call to ministry as my pastor uh, uh, preached the Word and and offered invitations, calling out the called. Uh, and so for us to see more of that, I believe uh, God uses that and God will use that and, and raise up uh, more missionaries. The other thing is just the money it takes to send them the resources. Uh, thank God for the faithfulness and giving of Southern Baptists. We just a few weeks ago crossed uh, in the Lightning Christmas offering, 100 percent of which is used overseas, a significant milestone as we cross the five billion dollar mark. Wow. The Lottie offering was launched by WMU in 1888, and Southern Baptist have given faithfully to it ever since, and this year we crossed five billion. We've got a huge milestone coming up in the cooperative program. cooperative program launched in 1925. The IMB gets the lion's share, just over half of what makes it to the national SBC uh, funding formula, and and we'll soon cross the $20 billion mark. And what Southern Madison did through the cooperative program since that's 1925. Awesome. So, I mean, those are staggering numbers, but that's a lot of years. Thank God, however, Southern Baptists love the lost. They're generous in their giving. We need them to, need them to be more generous in their giving. Uh, we, we're hoping CCP and Lottie grow because, frankly, it's been plateaued for several years now. And that's the reason we have fewer missionaries out today than we did, say, 10 years ago. Uh, and we want to see, again, that, that growing. Uh, and that'll come as a result of generosity.
1: Yeah. And that's always a neat thing, is, you know, Kyle's church, my church, you know, would be considered normative, you know, uh, would be called small or whatever, but have just as much of a part to play as First Dallas, Preston, where, you know, wherever large churches across the country. We're all working together to pool those resources to to fund church plants send missionaries, everything in between. And uh, a, a lot of what you've just said really kind of answers my next question about what is worth celebrating with the IMB. <laughs> and you've kind of answered all of those things with the numbers, even in a pandemic, those that were saved, uh, you know, the the giving, marking the, the 5 billion mark, that kind of deal. Uh, and so, I'm going to kind of narrow it to what is just maybe one story that that maybe has been on Baptist Press or or on your website, just a specific story of uh, just God's hand on on a missionary or something you guys have have done
0: over the past year. So, re- really cool thing. I've shared this. I don't think I've written about this, but I've shared this in churches uh, where I've spoken. Uh, and, and, and here's the way I couch it: I, I I know two individuals who have never heard the gospel, but I believe will be in heaven. Now, for our theologians, that makes them nervous <laughs> when they hear me say that. And for, for good reason, right? He phoned the IMB. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> moment. Let me explain. <laughs> Why does the IMB president believe that two people will be in heaven who've never <laughs> heard the gospel? Because, through the generosity of Southern Baptists, uh, we have a theological training school in Nashville, Tennessee, for missionaries to the deaf and deaf missionaries. Uh, we sit, We have several deaf missionaries who serve through the IMB around the world. We also have a lot of missionaries to the deaf who are hearing. You don't have to be deaf to be a missionary to the deaf. Just like you would go share the gospel cross-culturally and in a different language, you can learn the culture and the language of the deaf. Uh, and, and at the training center where we prepare people, we had two individuals uh, who came for training in 2020 uh, who were originally from Indonesia. They went through the training learning how to share uh, in sign language, uh, with with the deaf, and and because of COVID, they, they planned to go back to Indonesia. They weren't able to go. Uh, and and so they invited some of their deaf friends in Indonesia to join them on a Zoom call. So we have something very important we want to share with you. Uh, and uh, their deaf friends gathered. They spent an hour sharing their testimony, sharing the gospel in sign over the internet uh-huh. on, on, on this uh, Zoom call. And at the end of that hour, two of uh, uh, their friends in Indonesia who are deaf who heard what they shared, confessed Jesus as their Savior, put their trust in Him, uh, prayed, uh, and declaring their uh, their their faith in Him. Uh, and uh, uh, we we've got them connected with the local church. So they're being discipled and and, and baptized there. Uh, but there's how two individuals who have never heard the gospel, right, because they they don't hear. Uh, But the gospel has clearly been communicated to them. They've understood the gospel. They've never heard the gospel, but they'll be in heaven. Uh, There are millions of deaf peoples around the world uh, who are lost, and hardly anyone has a strategy Mm -hmm. and a plan and is actively trying to reach them. Uh, That's not true for Southern Baptists. It's not true for the IMB. Uh, we have several dozens and dozens of missionaries to the deaf and deaf missionaries serving around the world. Uh, and we're seeing deaf peoples come to faith all around the world.
1: Well, that's, well now I'll take away that's, my mother uh, at the SBC.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. Uh, well, well, Dr. Sherwood, as we begin to wrap up here, how can Southern Baptists pray for you specifically and then for the IMB as well?
0: Yeah, thank you, Desha. Uh, for 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 me and leadership, just pray for wisdom. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a big organization. It's beyond my capacity to lead four thousand employees in more than a hundred countries, and, and 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 we do have a good leadership team. Thank thank you, Lord, for providing that. Just pray the Lord to give us wisdom as uh, we seek His direction as we make decisions that uh, that need to be made. Uh, personally, you know, I mentioned those four kids, pray my children will walk with the Lord. Uh, That that would uh, be one of the uh, greatest desires in my heart. I certainly see evidence of that. Just pray uh, they will and will continue uh, to walk with the Lord. Uh, For our missionaries, um, uh, pray the Lord would uh, encourage them. There have been so many challenges. Some of them right now today are very strict lockdowns like Again, <laughs> you know, got a little freedom, locked down again. And that, that looks a little different uh, overseas than it does here. I mean, some of them like literally only allowed out of their apartment for an hour a day. And and uh, so just pray the Lord would encourage them in the midst of the challenges and, uh, and that uh, are related to COVID. And then, you know, they, they would want you to pray for them, want us to pray for them that the Lord would give them fruit. They they go wanting people to be saved. Yeah. Uh, and so just pray the Lord keep them healthy, uh, and, and 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 strong, uh, and 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 equipped, uh, and and use them to see people saved. Well, now comes the heavy,
1: hard hitting question of the day. We've asked all the easy ones that you've been able to knock out of the park. Here it comes. What is your most embarrassing pulpit fail?
0: <laughs> well, it uh, well there are a long list of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine is a whole book. <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably one of the one of the most and uh, one of the safest to share. <laughs> would, would be uh, the very first sermon I preached. So, I, I my my pastor had just resigned uh, to take another church, and I had uh, shared with him. Uh, And share with the church that I was sensing God's call into the ministry. And the lead deacon uh, of the church who has passed away since, uh, George Dew. George Dew asked me if I would uh, lead the Sunday or the Wednesday night prayer service and share the message on Wednesday night. And so, since I'd opened my big mouth and said I think the Lord's calling me a ministry, I <laughs> had something of an obligation, uh, and and so I, I, I prepared. I had seven pages of handwritten notes uh, that I that I'd prepared to share as my sermon. Uh, I was so incredibly nervous, and uh, uh, there's I, one of the greatest fears in life uh, for me had been like public speaking or even reading aloud or whatever in class. And, and so I, I was very nervous about it. And, uh, it began to snow. It was a Wednesday and Wednesday in January. Uh, it began to snow. And I said, thank you, Lord, you're going to get me off the hook and this, but, but, uh, no brother George, Dill called and said, we're still on for tonight. Uh, and so I went, it was about, I don't know, maybe 18, 20 people showed up. Uh, the, the pianist didn't show up. Uh, the little guy who volunteered to lead songs didn't show up. Uh, so, uh, George says it's just you Paul uh, and so I just tried to do what I'd seen everybody do you know I got up we had a quick prayer and, and uh, then uh, 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 we were supposed to have a song well I can't sing uh, but but uh, I was dumb enough to try and and I did a little lit an acapella hymn uh, for uh, one verse is, about all I could take, and I'm sure all others could take, and and so we got through that, uh, and then I jumped right into my sermon, uh, and uh, it lasted five minutes, and so at about, I think prayer meeting started at 7 p.m., at 7.12, uh, we were shutting down and wrapping up for the night, uh, and uh, yeah, that didn't go the way I'd planned it to go. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. That so similar to to mine is you know we we had a big uh, sanctuary and I I went in there because the acoustics were so great and, and I went in and I I preached in during the week. Uh, I mean the next Billy Graham, I was ready for my first Sunday uh, to preach and I had practiced it multiple times, all of that kind of stuff. And we got in there and I was done in about six minutes and we beat the Methodists to lunch and uh, they they kept asking me to preach because of that. They're like, you keep preaching yeah. short, we'll.
2: Every week, <laughs> the other 90s 50 minutes we like this guy so but uh thanks yeah, for matt, sharing matt, that matt has become significantly more long-winded over the years <laughs> than
0: he <anyone's done>. was <laughs> it, it's happened to me too <laughs>
2: um well finally now now really as we close uh how can how can people keep in touch with what god's doing through the imb uh how, how
0: yeah I, I, imb.org has a ton of resources in fact, trainings, deep in discipleship mm-hmm. trainings that our missionaries undertake, you can undertake uh, there. You can get, get trained as a mission leader, as a mission team member. We have lots of videos to share your church and uh, updates from the field. Just a ton of resources if you go fool around on our website. Also, obviously, social media platforms uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're, we're, we're present there sharing updates. Uh, you can get on a daily prayer uh, uh, reminder uh, email list with the IMB and get a message with some prayer needs from around the world every day. Uh, so those, you know, those are ways. Uh, we, we also, and they're available uh, on the uh, new IMB Advance the Kingdom app. We have an app now, IMB Advance. Go search in the app store. And, and it's really a user-friendly app that can keep you in touch with stories from the field prayer updates as well as some of the uh, simulcasts and broadcasts that we've done future of missions uh, uh, programs where we talk about you know how to hand missions off to the next generation uh, how we we, 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 we did the most recent one we did uh, was on the topic of diversity in missions and what does it look like for uh, uh, for the uh, the the full church to own the mission of God uh, and and the Revelation 7-9 vision to be fulfilled uh, by churches from every nation, all people's tribes and languages. Uh, so that was, that was a really good time. All those things are available on our IMB Advance, Advance the Kingdom app.
1: That's great. Dr. Chitwood, thank you so much for visiting with us. Uh, we really enjoyed it. And, uh, and I won't have to do the uh, defund, the IMB motion or whatever and, at your deal uh, since you clarified what you meant by the the two people that never heard at the Now gospel. you have to do it in sign language. If yeah, you're you you going to get up and, and
0: yeah. try to defund
2: it, you got to do it in sign language. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you
0: guys are a lot of fun. Appreciate you. Appreciate your spirit and your voice in our convention and, and thankful for, uh, you're, you're shepherding of the bride of Christ.
2: Amen. Kyle, send us out. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. Until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare.
0: Thank you
1: so much for tuning in today. We want to connect with you on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or our website at com. Until next week, we encourage you to check out csbible.com to learn about the Christian Standard Bible, our favorite translation for its blend of readability and accuracy. Have a great day and God bless.
0: What's wrong with you people?